0: And welcome to the Habits in Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. If you're a mom trying to show the love of Jesus to your family, but the clutter in your home keeps you overwhelmed and frustrated, you have come to the right place. On this podcast, you will hear easy step-by-step tips to declutter and create systems so you can keep your home organized and finally walk in the peace God has promised you. Need some accountability? I've got you covered there too. Join the Accountability Club, a community of like-minded mamas decluttering and systemizing our homes together. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome back to the show. If you have ever found routines and systems to be boring, just feels mundane, this is gonna be a really good episode for you to learn why those systems and why those routines are boring, the science behind it, and how to push through so that you can really establish those routines as habits. But first, I wanna update you on our event that happened yesterday inside the Accountability Club. We kicked off our first event Throughout the entire club, with a Christmas planning party. I gave everyone who has already joined for October, I let them in early, and they printed out their Christmas planning guide we went through the different tiers tier one people your close inner circle or your immediate family and then worked our way out into those outer circles of friends and family and inside the group i'm having the members fill out their christmas planning guides and post them for accountability so that they can go into this shopping season having a plan having a clear plan in their mind, not not even in their mind, (laughs) when you plan it out on paper, you don't have to carry it in your mind anymore. That's what I love about my systems. And especially I love about the accountability club because each and every month I give you a printable to print out. You don't even have to carry it in your phone or carry it in your brain. Y'all, we have way too much to be carrying around in our minds that we really need to go back to the old-fashioned paper and pencil. So that's something that I give you each and every month. And then I throw in these bonus systems like a Christmas planning guide. All right. So let's go ahead and dive into today's topic, which is why do systems and routines feel boring and what can we do about it? Well, first of all, let me just tell you that you are not a special snowflake if your systems and routines feel boring typically when they feel boring and mundane we tend to fall off the bandwagon because when we first establish the system that's the fun part like setting up you know strategizing Working with our paper and pencil. I have a, um, a coaching client right now as we speak, Tiara. Hey, Tiara. And she is working through all the different systems throughout her day. She's taking her daily routine or her daily schedule and breaking it down into tiny systems. And I like to break those little days down into three steps, like three tasks per system. So you have like your early morning system and so on. All right. So that's the fun part creating the system, planning it out. It's always fun to build, but it's never fun to actually play with the toy. Um, my kids they love building things, they love, especially my daughter back in the day, she would build these Barbie houses out of cardboard boxes, and that was the most fun part, building the structure, creating it. Anytime that I had like bought her a Barbie house or gave her my childhood Barbie house, she never wanted anything to do with it. The most fun part for her was actually building the structure. And then it became just a little boring to play with it once it was built. And so she just kept on creating and kept on creating. However, when it comes to running our household, we cannot stay in creation mode. We cannot stay in this, this phase of continuing to build new systems. That's not gonna work for us. And a lot of you are stuck in that creation phase and not pushing past the habit phase, not getting to that the phase where those systems and those routines become habits. So that is why, your systems and your routines are boring. It's because it's putting so much mental strain on your brain and on your body and on your well-being to to push through these routines that aren't natural to you. And so once something becomes natural, once it becomes a habit, that is when the task or the routine becomes neutral. So Task can become neutral, and that is the goal. We don't want them to stay in the. We don't want to stay in the excited phase because we can't live on that high all the time. We can't be excited about our task and our routines all of the time because we will burn out. We also can't live in this phase of continuing to be boring because that's where the striving is happening. That's where it's not becoming unconscious. This is con. This is constantly. Conscious behavior that we are using, or conscious effort that we are using to establish these routines as habits. So let me give you a a couple of examples. When you first started tying your shoes, it was it took a lot of conscious effort to remember. Okay, make you know, make a loop, do a swoop, push through the hole, and pull tight. Okay, that's what I used to tell my kids, and it was a lot of conscious effort, and it wasn't fun. But now, do you even think? about tying your shoes? No, it's habit. It is an unconscious behavior. All right, let's think about something else, brushing your teeth. Is it boring? No, it's kind of neutral, right? Because it's habit for you. You can apply this to any task that if you look around your your house or think about the tasks that you do throughout the day, all of those unconscious habits or routines that you do were once conscious. You had to make effort to learn them, to establish them, for them to be, you know, some a task that you don't even have to think about anymore. So that's why it's really important to go slow. I know a lot of y'all, you know, you find this podcast, you're so excited about this idea of creating systems and setting up your space to support your life with these systems so you can actually carry them out. Y'all, that is this the first step is to create an environment that supports your lifestyle in these systems, okay? And you're so excited and you're like, give me more, give me more, tell me another system. However, the problem is when you bite off more than you can chew, you're not laying a good foundation, a good solid foundation of establishing one habit at a time that you can build upon. So that's why you have to have some self-control. You have to have some self-discipline. You have to know what systems are the easiest for you to establish first. What are going to be, what is already something that you're almost good at or that naturally is a part of your daily flow. I talk about daily flow in one of my previous episodes. I'll put it in the show notes for reference, but I talk about how you have a natural daily flow and how your how your life at home in the evenings should work as an assembly line, like you move from one room to the next. Now, if you're not, if, you're ha- if your life is not a flow and it's more like a zigzag, then we might need to make some tweaks. We might need to make some tweaks to your environment. We might need to make some tweaks to your daily schedule. If you're going back and forth and back and forth like a ping pong game, that is going to wear you out and burn you out think it's like a lazy river. You want your flow, your evening flow and your morning flow to be more like a lazy river. It just meanders and wanders around and you just slowly go with it. You don't want your life to be like a ping pong table. You don't want to be bouncing from run, one room only to go back to that room again because you didn't finish the task. Okay, I'm going to reference that episode of um, an assembly line. Uh, routines um, in the show notes, so click on those below. Um, but it's really important to go slow, to really go slow and establish one routine at a time, and get it really, get really good at it to where it becomes unconscious. It doesn't take a lot of effort. So, what can we do? How can we support ourselves through learning these new habits? Well, I have five ideas for you five strategies to make establishing systems and routines easier first of all I already said it start small start small don't start with like your laundry system or just start with maybe making your bed that is simple you get out of you get out of your bed you plant your feet, you don't leave, you don't leave that room and you plant your feet on the ground, maybe even put your hands on the bed to have like some kind of tactile reminder. Okay. I am not moving from this space until I make my bed. Okay. Start there, do it for 30 days, however long it's going to take you to where it becomes on unconscious effort. The second idea is to incorporate some variability. Okay. Yeah. Routines can be boring and they can be repetitious, but who said it couldn't be fun, right? So if your routine is that you, you know, put your makeup on in the morning and it feels kind of boring, then maybe play some music while you put on your makeup in the morning, play a podcast, or maybe if running every single day is every single day is boring and mundane then maybe change up your route or put on a different um something that you're listening to or get a friend to do it with you okay so do the routine but think of a fun way that you could change it up just a little bit so it's not so fun and it makes it more exciting for you Number three is to get some accountability. Well, I have the ticket for you right there is join the accountability club. If you're working on a habit, come over there. We do a post every Monday to to say in the group what you're committing to, what you are working on, and we're gonna encourage you and hold you accountable to that. So get some accountability. You can even share what you're working on with a close friend. Number four is to reward yourself, okay? So if you've done your If you made your bed seven days in the week, reward yourself in some way, maybe a piece of chocolate. I love rewarding myself with like little pieces of chocolate that I hide in the the freezer that now my kids are tall enough they can see that top shelf. (laughs) So think of some way to reward yourself for keeping up with those daily habits. And then number five is always try to visualize the end goal. Don't don't just think that doing this routine is so that you can have a pretty house for everyone else And, and visualize that this routine is going to increase your overall well-being. You have to have some intrinsic motivation why you are doing things you're tired of your life being in chaos you are tired of your life being like that ping pong table bouncing here and everywhere you need some you need some calm and you have to know that that's what you're doing it for you're doing it for yourself and like i say all the time Put your life mask on first before you try to help anyone else out. I was on a coaching call the other day and I was talking with that client about how it's so much easier to point out the faults and the flaws in other people. And what do we have? We should be pointing right back at ourselves. It's like the Bible says, it's easier to point out the beam in someone else's eye than it is to recognize the the plank poking out of our eye okay so slow down focus on your self-care this is the very essence of self-care I when I get on a, a, an initial coaching call with one of my clients we go through a wheel of life audit and one of the things on that wheel of life audit is their personal self-care and I always tell them I, I clarify what that means. It's not about doing your nails. It's not about getting your highlights touched up. It's not about making sure that you're a size two. No, all of that is not personal self care. You have to know what your personal self needs. Do you need sleep? Do you need to be around friends to fill yourself up? Do you need some quiet time, some scripture reading? I need some worship music to get me feeling good. Okay, when I play worship music in the morning, before school, it changes everyone's attitude. So I know what my personal self-care needs are, okay? So you, I want you to realize that you're doing all of this. You are making all of this conscious effort for your personal self-care and when mom is happy everyone is going to benefit all right friends i hope to see you in the accountability club if you want to check that out click the link below and i have a link for one-to-one coaching as well if you're interested in that if you found this episode to be valuable it would do me a great honor if you would share it with a friend and if you haven't yet left a review i would appreciate that as well all right i will see you right here next time on the habits and home show Hey friend, before you go, I wanted to tell you more about the Accountability Club. Each month, we'll tackle a new space in our homes and work together to declutter and set up systems so we can easily maintain order without getting overwhelmed. You'll get a new decluttering tutorial each month, the coaching and accountability you need to actually follow through, and encouragement without judgment from other Christian moms in a safe environment. And guess what? The entire club is off of social media, so you don't have to worry about distractions the world may throw at you. Sweet friend, if you're feeling stuck in your decluttering journey, this is the place for you. Click the link below to try out the Accountability Club and start decluttering today.